RPS. Live from Primavera Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Hello and welcome once again to Radio Primavera Sound. It's day 11, would you believe it, of Primavera Sound 2022. Uh, we all feel suspiciously close to death, <laughs> but we are uh, very happy to welcome to the RPS studio, Pond. How are you doing? Great, thank hey, you. Good, good, thanks. All the way from Australia. Well, you would have been all the way from Australia, but you're in London now. Are you all based there? In no, we all of us live in Perth, actually. Oh, you still yeah. live in Perth? Uh, Nick and I lived in London sep at separate times before in the last 10 years. But we're all back in, uh, well, Fremantle. It's like the, the port town. Of Perth. Yeah, because yeah. so, you know, for some, well, then, then you did fly all the way from Australia. It's great. Which we to, sure to, did. Yeah, yeah, it's a long way to, to be at Primavera. I wanted to say, so I was just looking at the Primavera website to check out um, what time you are playing today, which mm -hmm. is 17, uh, 5.30 on the Plenitude stage. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it is headlined, National Treasure. Ah. <laughs> are you a national treasure? Did, was, did we did we supply that copy or did the um, festival write that up? Your first? manager was very, very strict about it. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think if you go on it about it enough, um, you can you can like trick you can trick people into thinking that you are back home, you know? We just say that enough times in press releases and then everyone's like, oh, I guess I guess they are. It's That's amazing. So uh, I don't know. I don't think that was from national. I hope not. <laughs> but have you, have, have, had you ever, like, you know how nowadays, because being on a lineup of a festival, it means prestige when you're sharing a bill with uh, legendary acts or acts younger that are upcoming or whatever. And then, like, you get all these sort of Gen Z bands, like, using low caps or, or all in big caps or using emojis in their name to stand out. Uh, or doing things like adding things like national treasure and stuff like that. Have you, <laughs> have you considered these kind of things as career moves as, and also out of a sense of humor, like to have a laugh? Like, why don't we just sort of say, pond, bringing the excellent mm, multicolor experience or that kind of thing? The national treasure is definitely not from yeah, us. Yeah, that wasn't from we, us. We used to capitalize pond because um, when we started, we liked, or there were these German bands we liked, like Can and Noi and stuff, and they were short band names that were all capitalized mm -hmm. um but yeah i think you i think partly people write stuff like that when you start getting older that you know what i mean mm. it's like a nice way of saying these guys have been around for a while uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and they're getting old True. so with, yeah. with, with like national yeah Legend. he sure is well i mean nine albums in that's 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 quite a career <laughs> already i mean you could you could just sort of retire and you already leave a, a body of work that is very considerable and, and influential Oh, oh, that's very kind. I, I, I'm not it wasn't sure. a question. It was just oh, a nice okay. little. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but, but Ben, you were going to say something. I, I was going to ask because you brought you brought up Can, who are a band I absolutely love, and they were particularly an influence on the latest album, right? Um. Yeah, I guess we we sort of did like their we we sort of copied their like um, work process with like the idea that we could just stuff around for a while in a studio making like god awful noise for two days and then snip and mosaic it into something palatable um like can i mean do you do you really enjoy jamming together and then do you enjoy the editing well we hadn't done it for ages properly and we still only did it for about 
two, a day or two. Yeah, so in like over the course of yeah. many, many years, we've done it for two days. And it was great fun. And it was but amazing. All, you, all we needed was if you, if you played for half an hour, like making stuff up for half an hour, we, only, we were looking for like one or two, um, two or four bar moments, you know what I mean, that we could sample from ourselves. That was the, like, that was the initial process of this album. But it, it, does make, it does make like music that you could never write. Hmm. Which I always wondered about when I was listening to Can after, you know, 15 minutes of one song, thinking, how the fuck did they write this? And it's like, because they didn't. <laughs> and when we did all the stuffing around, you sort of hear those little moments where it's like, wow, this is really weird and sort of un, uncomposable. So did, you said you'd find like the, the two bars or the four bars or whatever. Was it always obvious to you what those two or four bars would be? Would you be playing and then you'd like look at each other and be like, yeah, this is it? Or would it be like, you know, someone would be like, yeah, I really like those two bars. Someone else would be like, no, 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 it's those two. Or... I think listening back where you would just play it and then sort of pipe up when you were like, that was pretty cool for a few seconds, you know, and then it goes back to being fairly unremarkable. <laughs> you know, so you, we write down that it was 13 minutes 21 in or something. There was something like um, interesting and cool sounding. Was it, it was it in Copenhagen maybe in that free province, you know, where the Christina. police were allowed to go? Yes. Uh, we were listening to it. We were playing there and going through it. It just felt felt cool, you know, yeah, listening to yeah. it in different situations. And I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It definitely felt good. I liked listening to large swathes of those things. I thought I thought it sounded it was really fun, but we ended up just taking little bits of it. Maybe one day. <laughs> the, the, I think ninety. Sorry, the the, uh, the un yeah, the director's cut. Some things don't need to be heard. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Put them in the bin where they belong. Does Does this band work as a democracy, uh, or how do you how do you make creative decisions, and and how do you? Uh, break the uh, how do you um, how do you say balance an argument uh, it's so it's a democracy and then every now and then in terms of songwriting and um, and mixing and you know everything artwork everything but I every now and then some, someone feels particularly passionate about um, a song or an idea or you know usually their own yeah, <laughs> song yeah, idea yeah. and that will go on you know like so there's some songs that are more kind of solo-y songs yeah, but in general, it's um, it's very hard to get something on that everyone else isn't quite excited by, you know. Yeah, because there's no point, and we make our own um, records as well in our own time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's also not that much fun doing something if you're the only one that thinks it's great, you know. Yeah, it's much more fun if everyone's hyped up by the idea. I see. I think Nick, Nick, it was you said that when you were recording um, the album. Um, you were feeling a kind of aggression, hmm. um, which isn't something I would necessarily necessarily associate with with your music. Um, how did that? Do you get rid of your aggression through music? Do you do you do you think it feels kind of aggressive or? Nah, not really. <laughs> but um, uh, I think I I can't remember. I can't remember why I was feeling that feeling frustrated for some, you know, shit happening. Um, but I, that's, I, I, I was listening to like, uh, you know, rock music and really feeling the like, immense satisfaction of that sort of kick out the jams thing yeah. to the point of, yeah, listening to Rage Against the Machine. Like I had regressed again to being 12 years old and just 
really like oh it feels so good and so i think they're just some songs they're a bit more like um dumb foot through wall type of uh things which i really really enjoyed and still enjoy have you ever considered that making a a, a darker pond album between all of the lot of you like saying why don't we do an aggressive Pond doing the closest thing to Napalm Death that Pond yeah. could do. Well, we well, really wanted to do Coke Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, like Black Sabbath psychedelia. We wanted to do an, an EP called Coke Sabbath, which is all the Cokey Black Sabbath songs we cover. And the cover would be just like the Coke font that says Coke Sabbath. I can see absolutely no legal problems coming no. from that at all. I think <laughs> or, yeah. or those ones that say share a Coke. Yeah, with share Sabbath. a Coke with Sabbath. Yeah. So we'd be plagiarizing Black Sabbath and Coca Cola and, and, and libeling. Yeah. Them with the with the coke part. Well, hang on, I don't think you you can label Black Sabbath <laughs> no, with, with coke. I think <laughs> they've right. they've probably you know there's enough histories there that they've uh, talked about. Yeah, yeah, but remember how in the '90s so many skate brands used to take like massive logos like the Ford logo and stuff, and like that famous fucked T-shirt that oh, Zach yeah. De La Rocha would wear on on Rage Against oh, the Machine. It's still going. It's like the um, we you know Balenciaga or whoever with like DHL and yeah, you know that's sure. I think I think fashion companies. When they've when they've got nothing else, they turn to the yeah <laughs> turn to just using a logo like a big logo. Yeah. And uh, you know we've always been fascinated with bands that come from Perth because we've always read that how it's like one of the most remote cities in the world, and and you know the the, the, the Australian <laughs> terrain is so vast. Uh, does do you feel that isolation and does it seep into your creativity? I think it did. When we were starting, I mean, I yeah, it seems Post weird. internet, it's like yeah, it's uh, it's it's not like you're sitting there just sort of imagining like the desert out that way, some distance. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. But when we started, we didn't have. We used to go to internet cafes to use the internet. Stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't go on Instagram. I mean, it didn't exist. We didn't go on MySpace. And yeah. Like, so it felt we definitely felt like our own little pocket. Yeah. Of the world. I think I think if there's if there'd been a huge amount more like uh, um, of a population and a scene and stuff and like influence from everywhere, as soon as you sort of you know sprout into existence as a as a group, I feel like you'd get like shoehorned into a certain section a lot quicker. But I think we were lucky because there was no real like. Um, like molding influence, you just sort of blah, 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 mm -hmm. like spill out in whatever way happens. Yeah, you get good. yeah, you get years to play shows and write songs and make even several albums without anyone really knowing you exist. Like you know the enemy or whatever knowing yeah. you exist, which I think is a kind of a good thing. I always sort of feel sorry for like English um, bands that are sort of blown up and then. Pulled yeah. down before they've even released an album. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. one EP, and there's yeah. all this hype, and then the album comes, and yeah. yeah. So that was like we we were sort of um, grateful for that, I think. And is there a healthy network uh, in Perth of like uh, you know uh, underground journalists and you know fanzines before there was internet? Was there a thing? Were there little sort of scenes like uh, feeding feeding off each other? It was really defined scenes in terms. I remember there was like there was like the rockabillies, <laughs> and there was like the the doom noise people and electronic like but we it's all, all mix now i remember we all played sh the same shows though because there wasn't probably wasn't <laughs> enough shows to go around so yeah. we it would be us with like 
a doom metal band and a, a laptop experimental artist and a um, and a power punk band or something. But it's it was like good in, because that variety in the bill, I, yeah, I find, was yeah, and in the back of a record store, you know, yeah, not yeah, in exactly. a, a pub. I, we, I had a friend from Perth, and she always said that it was the epicenter of drum and bass in Australia huh. as well. Ah. Well, Pendulum. Of yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was always very, very pleased oh, about it. Pendulum. We've always, we've always sort of batted uh, above our like weight class in terms of um, like bands getting like getting recognised outside of Perth. You know, like even back. Back in the day, every the couple of years, it'd be like Triffids or Sleepy Jackson yeah. or like Sleepy Jackson. Oh, damn. damn it, Luke Steele is from Perth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Steele's from Perth. You know, so they like so. I guess that there was a there's a strong, not even seen, but like you know, there was precedence to to believe in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That you could get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. By the way, do you, do you have do you have a relation, a creative relation with Luke Steele? Does he hang out around? And has I met him years ago. He's a yeah. great guy. He commented on our Instagram the other day. I gave him, <laughs> I gave him a love heart. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love. We we grew up obsessed with Sleepy Jackson. Sleepy yeah. Jackson album is so underrated. I mean, he was rated. He was critically applauded. You know, at the time, and especially with that last album he did, which was had an endless title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, <laughs> but you know, and 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 obviously Something Empire of the Sun personality. <laughs> Wow. I, I didn't, yeah. In doing some research, though, I found out something I didn't know before. There's an independence movement in Western Australia. <laughs> yeah. Or to separate. The wag, yeah. Wag, yeah. Wag, you, you'll get very well wag, over wag, here. Wag, That's what it's bloody called. It's <laughs> serious. Like, it. I think, a, I'm, I think a I'm a into band. it now after hearing that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's, uh, there's a band called Dennis Cometti, a punk band in Perth, and they had a song called Wags It, and everyone thought it was really funny and political and... Hilarious. And then I started seeing actual signs. People genuinely believe in it. It's like, no way. This can't be real. I don't think it's a very good idea. It's a... (laughs) As someone who's lived through Brexit, can I just tell you, just don't... Don't don't go there. Do Do not not. go there. Whatever. Uh, Uh, I don't know how much... Travelling visas. Travelling visas. So much time spent on travelling visas. It's just pointless. And paying and paying for things that it's like, why? uh, It would be a massive bummer having to get a visa to go to bloody... Adelaide. Or Don't get us wrong. We like to think we're a lot better than the people who live in um, <laughs> Sydney, Sydney and Melbourne, but we still need them, you know. But uh, on the new album, you sing um, about gentrification in Perth or Fremantle or, or uh-huh. both, or um, particularly like America's uh, Cup. Yeah. Could you tell us about that? Um. I mean, I yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't really have any. I don't really have any. Uh, sort of I don't think I know anything about gentrification or whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because like I don't know I'm not a I'm not smart like that I or something <laughs> but I don't know it's it's more just observational I'm not I'm not making a protest about anything yeah it's just like I think it was more from seeing people in Fremantle who were kind of like these, um, are kind of these leftover figures from a time before now. Yeah. You know, when it was, um, when it was new and exciting and the weight of the world hadn't crushed your childish Mm. artistic Mm. dreams and you were still... You know, happily being a, 
a libertine in a newly artistic part of the most isolated place in the world. Yeah. And like you're the first person in your in your entire family for generations to try like an Italian coffee. You think you're real cool and you're writing poetry and stuff. And I don't know. It just made me really interesting meeting, like seeing people just kind of being a bit down and out and how confusing it must be like looking at Fremantle now. Yeah. It's all shiny. But that's an interesting thing that what you were saying about making an observation you know you're not making a statement or a, or a critique you're making an observation which is something that musicians still get to do through songs yeah. as opposed to comedians when they try and sort of make a joke out of a, you know or satire out of something that's happening in society now you've got all this cancel culture and stuff uh, do you ever feel that nowadays you have to tread lightly when, when writing certain lyrics and maybe wanting to address something that you might think could be turned into a song Probably, but you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable on the fence. I've made a, I've, I've made a nice little nook there. The psychedelic fence. Yeah, psychedelic. I think if it's something that, that we, sh- shouldn't be really shouldn't be saying, we like to think that we'd be aware enough of it in the moment to note not it. To comment. To not. Yeah. Well, to, yeah, but to 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 note it in real time. Yeah. I I meant but, to. Yeah. I meant to ask you right at the start, um, you've been here in, I mean, obviously you came and went away, but what, what have you been doing? Explain all your various adventures in Barcelona. You, you've been playing, uh, obviously everybody knows, you've been playing as Pond both weekends. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to play both weekends. And also with Ke- your mate Kevin Parker in Tame Impala, uh, which is Pond 2, uh, according to some fans on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's There's to- only one of us left these days. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. I see that more and you more Because Kevin started yeah. in Pond, didn't he? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would consider myself a part. Just oh, sorry. In the roadie sorry. Aspect. Joe works for Tame Impala. Sorry. Very hard. And he, he, work, he's, he works a lot harder than I do. No, no keyboards. I, <laughs> I thought that's what you meant, sorry. Like, because I see online all the time that it's like Pond's the backing band. Oh, like I see. people who haven't gone that deep into it. <clears throat> it's like Kev and then there's the other the four guys behind him are Pong. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a common uh, right, okay. yeah. uh, theory. I don't have Reddit or whatever. <laughs> don't, don't, just don't. All, don't, the, don't. all, the, all the Tame Impala confetti got all over my keyboards the other night and I was looking for Joe to come on with the um, leaf blower. No, <laughs> yeah. he's got a full industrial leaf blower. I've really? Two, I couldn't actually, find him. Yeah. I was like, where's And it's for that, for the confetti moment and the yeah, keyboards getting in yeah, all the little... Because he can't play if it's, if it's when it's when it's coated in confetti. I like also, your hands um, slip off and you can't oh, see wow. the knobs. And Sometimes at, at the end of the show, people just keep yelling, set list, set list. It's just so annoying. So I, I have like 20 in this tool belt that I, I strap on to my waist. And dummy, ones. Oh, dummy ones? You're annoying. Dummy ones? No, set list, actual ones. And I shoot them out of my... I should have uh, rolled oh, the leaf. Oh, the leaf blower. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot so about into the crowd. Oh, my God. People Has someone created a, a fan profile just for you? Uh, I'm sure there's a couple. Oh, there'd be plenty. Yeah, yeah, there's always that kind of thing. But anyway, what, Joe rocks hard. <laughs> but picking up uh, from Ben's question, what have you been up to with all this time in Barcelona, even though you had to skip town for another uh, concert somewhere else? Can I, hung out can, every I start, day. can I start with just saying I just saw Nick Cave the other day in, yeah. in Portugal. Yeah. I was like three feet away from him. It was so sick. Yeah, you're so starstruck, weren't you? Oh, man, it's amazing. I've never seen oh, not, not actual backstage, like in the city or at the hotel? No, like I saw the show they played before Tame. Yeah. So it was like... Oh, I saw yeah. him at the hotel. I bet you did. I heard uh, Warren Ellis was eating... Uh, Julian sent me a message saying Warren Ellis is eating oysters at 8am. In Crocs? 
I don't know about Crocs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I assume, I assume he's got How Crocs. That? Joe just bought some Crocs. He's really proud. Uh, yeah, we've had this conversation because we're all sneakerheads and stuff. And there was a time when Crocs were the worst thing you could put on your feet. And oh, now they've become now, like... I saw it in Japan. Like, you know how office young people, young kids who work in offices. They're and, always ahead of the, ahead yeah, of the, the game. Yeah, yeah. They have the Crocs for when they're at the office because they have to spend like 14 hours at the, you know, at the desk until the boss says, now we go to drink mm. um, uh, <laughs> together and you have to come. And, and then they put their, you know, hard, stiff shoes back on. Uh, but yeah, Crocs, uh, it must be good for touring, especially when you're on flights and well, stuff. Well, yeah, that 16 plus hour flight from here to Perth, West Australia, your feet do swell up. Yeah, uh, you've always worn like boots and stuff on planes. Yeah, but they're loose-fitting like boots. Yeah, steel cap. That's why he's so excited about the. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, he Massive sort of skipped change. the entire world of sneakers and gone from steel caps. Um, I boots just don't to like crocs. laces. I don't like laces. I'm not a lace man. Fair You're not a lace man. Um, what about slip-ons? Like the you know sort of surfer yeah, shoes, skate yeah. shoes. I can't afford them. <laughs> no, <laughs> but they've got like the sort of low-key versions. But, we uh, might set up a GoFundMe for Joe's um, slip-on <laughs> sneakers. Yeah, put or the, put this on the Joe fan page. I hope you're all noting this. <laughs> but, Sell, uh, you can exchange set lists for Crocs. Oh, no, they're free. For whoever right. grabs them, you know, that's not my prerogative, man. That's that's the airflow. That's the, the leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're missing out on some uh, an entrepreneurial opportunity because now with this whole NFT culture, you could sort of watermark each um, uh, mm. set list with all of your signatures and, mm. and put a number on it and then give it that kind of value. And so well, the actually, we're in it, it for the money, man. We got in it for the leaf blowing. All, all, all the pond set lists have our name on them. So that's a little bit of a personal vibe. Personal touch. When we throw them out, you know, at the end of the pond set. Yeah. It's got like yeah. shiny, Jay, Nick, yeah, Terry. Nick, I, w I wanted to ask you uh, an, a London question, if I may, mm -hmm. uh, because you recently, or maybe if you read recently, you were talking about one of my favourite things in London, which is the Crystal Palace dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you did you live in Crystal Palace? Nah. What, what a great what, name for a place. It's so Palace. good, isn't it? What do you what, what do you like about the dinosaurs? Is that a well, team? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's a bunch of like concrete dinosaurs. Um, in this park, and they're quite old, hey? They're from like the Victorian, yeah. Era. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like a Jurassic Park sort of thing, except <laughs> built in the Victorian era. And they're, um, why do I like them? I like them because they look really um, like dramatic and probably like really inaccurate. Yeah. I was going to say, when did they, when did, sorry, this has really got nothing to do with the music interview. When did, when did humans figure out about dinosaurs? Well, this I is thought it was later. It would be later than that. No, this was like the been... very first thing. That's why it's kind of ah, interesting okay. because they're like, well, I, I reckon they look like this and made it look a bit like an elephant or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, now we're like, nah. And they're amazing. I mean, they're pretty good, but they look quite funny and they're like doing really like, <laughs> really hilarious, like gargoyles. hilarious poses and like, um, and they're sort of scattered in the, by the stream, like, you know, affecting like sipping on the water and stuff like that. It's weird. It's it doesn't. Really that cool. doesn't sound like something in England at all, does it? Man, you got to go see. It's it's completely bizarre and absolutely deadly. I Actually, love it. they're now doing gigs in that park as well. So maybe oh, you can set yourself oh, up a gig. And true. Go and, uh, mm. And I'm keen. Um, but going back to the playing Primavera two weekends, a friend yesterday was saying he had a theory. American bands don't repeat set lists, but British bands like Gorillaz repeat the exact same playlist uh, set list with maybe one or two uh, modifications. Uh -huh. uh, uh, what are audiences going to hear from Pond this time? 
If we're changing it up this time. Yep, yeah, we are, yeah. which we never used to do. Not really out of um, laziness, but just out of trying to do the best show possible, often on limited rehearsal. Yeah. So we just get this like solid 50 minutes or whatever down for festivals and then just repeat it ad nauseum. But this time we were like a bit more prepared. So I think we're swapping three out. We're only playing for 40 minutes, you know. Yeah. So I'd say 15 minutes of it will be different. Okay, nice. I want to ask because you're playing at 5.30, which is a time when a lot of uh, children come to the festival. Fantastic. Including my own. The future. Um, And we're trying to work out what to do with them. Uh, Will it be a (laughs) child-friendly set? Yeah. There might be a couple of... No, yeah. No Cork Sabbath. No, there's no, no Kirk Sabbath. No. Nothing on toward. One of the songs has penis in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. That's, that's a med- topical word. That's yeah, a no, medical that's term. And I I think that's the only song ever written that has the word penis in it and not like <laughs> I dick think, or something. I what think, about detachable penis? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think actually, um, <laughs> I, think the, I think Young Thug threw it in once as well. Which um, there might be a few it. swear words, but they're not sort of aggressively delivered. I'm thinking I more, don't think they would pick up on them. No, um, you know, I'll be sort of prancing around <laughs> like a They'll like dropping antipo- F- antipodian <laughs> monkey dropping like soft bombs. <laughs> Can I say, Nick, I, I was watching Nick Cave the other day and I thought, <laughs> I thought Nick's got a bit of a, a Nick Cave vibe. Oh, uh, yeah? Anything else you want to add about um, Cave, uh, old Cave, dog? Nick, Nick Cave, come to my house, I cook you some steak. <laughs> He's so starstruck, man. I know. I love it. And, and, and a lot of it is, I mean, those Savile Row suits that both him and <laughs> Warren Ellis wear. Have you as a band ever thought of like maybe doing a tour where you actually... Well, you, do, you have done We had a suit. We had <laughs> we a suit did, tour we did once. It yeah, once. we did it once. More of a top guy. About 10 years ago yeah. and we got them from Top Man. Top yeah, man. yeah. And yeah. Um, they hooked us up. Mine's sort of a combination of mine shrinking on like, because when you wash clothes on tour, it's in really intense dryers, you know, yeah. and laundromats. Combination of it shrinking and me getting fatter, sort of in my like mid twenties, and I just like I had the bum ripped open once, and then I, the jacket was sort of up to here, and yeah, it got, and, it got sad quickly. And I didn't yeah. like I didn't like mine from the beginning, so I wasn't really committed. Oh yeah, nah, the suit the suit tour didn't work. Maybe we could try again one day. Nah, we got it down. Always try to you know to step up the looks, but I just end up wearing t-shirts. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, you're like. You know, you got to feel comfortable. But it, it is we your... We won't wear Crocs. Yeah. Keep the Crocs off. Wow. Keep the Crocs. <laughs> I can't speak for no, him, actually. Throw the Crocs in there, bro. <laughs> Throw them in the ring. Has there ever been a Croc gaze band? Croc, Croc gaze. Wow. Instead of shoe gaze. Joe, Mr. Checker wow. told me you had a good... Um, oh, my. Mr. Checker, our tour manager, told me you had a good um, catchphrase, accidental catchphrase for Crocs the other day. Add a uh, um, bit of ad tagline. Uh, too comfy to care. Yeah. Too comfortable to care. Oh, wow. Someone yeah, was giving yeah. me was telling me why they're the, the worst double shoe C. ever, and I was just like, "What? What did you say?" Too like, comfortable <laughs> to care. It's got the um, what do you call it? Alliteration. Yeah, it's good. Look Mate, good on a big billboard. That. Four words. You can't just give this stuff away. If you hadn't you know. just said it, then you sh- I would have said you should sell it to crops. Watermark. I tell you what, we you know. <laughs> You know, we we come out with with this sort of gold intellectual property all the time, and we just want we just let the world have it. You know. <laughs> I know. Uh, if they send us a couple of pairs of Crocs, it's worth it, I reckon. Yeah. 
But yeah. that that that's something that we've noticed in the late in the recent years, where you know there used to be a time when musicians made albums and went on tour, and there was this utopian thing, and bands like Can even they had a had a certain political thing of being anti-establishment, and 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 I'm sure that nowadays they would have been give, happy to give their music away for free. But then you have people like Tyler the Creator, or Jay Z, you know, a lot of hip hop artists who made it okay to be ambitious and also capitalize on your on your brand mm. right uh, associated with your artistic output um does that give you food for thought as a band like thinking oh maybe we should be smart about this and think about the future think about our kids uh, inheriting something of course but the point the problem is it's never going to work where uh, i don't know maybe it's just because we're lazy and unambitious and, or because we're not very cool so we can't be a Tyler the Creator and make like a uh, you know a you know three piece salad bowl and um, I think those guys are particularly um, lobster set you know like switched on and ambitious mm. and probably just really hard working too like Maybe. wake up first thing in the morning go to bed really late at, you know um, we, we spend a lot of time making music but that's sort of about all that we have yeah. that, that we spend time on with the band I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it takes a certain sort of person to like see the big picture like that yeah. and do clothes and do, you know, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, lot of those that. guys work real hard yeah. and are very creative. And it is yeah. a very, it, it is true, it's mostly the, the American mindset, you know, like everything can be sold and, it, you know, that kind of American ambition, I guess it's, that, it's part of the culture. band, Australian band, um, King Gizzard. Yes. And they're, they're very good at like, um, you know, their whole... Thing. I don't know how to explain it. Brand sounds the cynical, world. but you know what yeah. I mean. The, yeah, the yeah. world of King Gizzard. Made a yeah. universe. Like it's the it. dead or something. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like a, it's like a fantasy book series, you know, yeah. where there's repeating characters and motifs. And um, hmm. I think our world is just trying to get up there and yeah, play the 40 minutes as best as we can. on there and get through it without making a fool of Throwing up. Yeah, throwing up. But also from your experience uh, playing in Tame Impala, which is obviously one of the biggest bands in the world in the festival circuit, and not only that, like it's it's like a musician's band. Like so many, especially hip hop artists, love sampling uh, Tame Impala loops and beats and and the t the texture, the texture of the drum pads and stuff. But also there's that part behind the scenes where I imagine very important talent agencies and, and management teams and, and endorsement companies and stuff are, are do, you, do you witness that? Do you see what Kevin has to deal with and do you, do you ever think like, oh, damn it, it's not that hard if you plan or, you, ha or you, you trust people with your legacy? Yeah, I mean, I don't see too much of that um, because it like, doesn't involve me really. Huh. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he's got, he, there's always opportunities flying at him. Hmm. I mean, we pond, we tend to, we tend to take most of the ones that that fly at us, you know, or at least if we've got time. Mm. But everyone, between the two bands, everyone has other jobs in this band, you know, like either playing in bands or working with bands or like just regular jobs. Yeah. So there's not huge amounts of time with Pond. Um, so that's why we're so, so stoked to come, to still get invited to things like this, you know, where we can like um, play to so many people in other countries, you know, in yeah. other countries. And that is going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think we're going to have, we'll have to end it there um, because you're on you're in, in two hours. In two hours. Oh, yeah. Lord. Give, give you time to have a stroll and, and, and have a salad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, a stroll uh, and a salad. <laughs> I do, I do a two, uh, two hour long plank 
before every show before <laughs> I walk on stage. So that's perfect timing. The flanking. veins are popping out of <laughs> his head by the time. That was really big in 2007, wasn't it? The planking. He's, about, he's been doing it since. No, no. I mean, the whole, like, continuously. About three or four years ago, we all, we all really got into doing planks before going. <laughs> but, like, 90 seconds, you know. Am, am I the only person that doesn't know... What oh, sorry. It's where you like you lie with this Stand, bit on the ground, your toes really on still. the ground. You know, like a push up, but you're permanently up. Like stiff. And you, and you have like to hold board. it for as long as you can, and your stomach starts going. Whoa, 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 whoa. And this is really like fun. It's no, really it's fun. I wouldn't do that if I was in a band. It's, it's, it's well, but you that's gotta how stay we have, sexy. That's, that's how we, that's how we stay sexy. You just gotta yeah. keep it sexy. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've got to be incredibly, incredibly talented like Robert Smith to be able to get away with a little bit of extra weight and... Yeah, and... Sorry. Well, he's happy about it. He still sells... We've got six packs, you know, um, like two. Of beer. Underneath. Underneath, yeah. The layers. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for this bit of banter, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here on Radio Primavera Sound and having you twice at the festival. It's so good to, to always see you come back. And, and you know, you're, you're part of the Primavera family DNA right now. Uh, That's amazing. We love it. We'll come back every year if we're invited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank to you. pretend I live in Barcelona for two weeks every couple of years. It's great. It's a very inspiring city. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.